Every gamer has that one game they want all of their friends to play. Maybe it's old. Maybe it's new. Maybe it's obscure. Or maybe it's the game that everyone is playing. Whatever it is, it's that one game you love to talk about. Join us as we ask each other to try this game. Okay, Farron, I've got a pretty dark and gritty one for you here today. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a bunch of mushrooms. We're going to go on an adventure. We're going to storm a uh, castle, and we're going to explore a sewer system. Are you ready to commit war crimes? Absolutely, especially when I get a, an invitation from Princess Toadstool. Peach. Perfect. Let's go play Super Mario 64 then. <laughs> so so today we're going to be talking about Super Mario 64. Mm -hmm. uh, this is one of the iconic games of its genre, the, the 3D action platformer, uh, published and developed by Nintendo, obviously, from the great mind of Shigeru Miyamoto, yep. who has been pumping out uh, Mario and Zelda games since the since the, the genre, or, yeah. since the NES, yeah, since yeah. they were created. Um, this was initially released in Japan on the Nintendo 64 back in June of 96. It's odds North America and wide world release in September of 96. And this has sold 11.9 million copies and is the best-selling game for the Nintendo 64, followed only by Mario Kart 64. Um, really, I figured Ocarina would be the top, but I wonder if it's because the did they package Mario 64 with the they did. system? Okay, I don't remember. Like I had an N64, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, I didn't remember that. Okay. They, they did with, uh, it was the initial release of the N64 uh, for the Christmas season of 96 that they okay. uh, they packaged it out with Mario 64. And this is actually a game that I didn't own for the longest time. The first N64 game that I personally owned was Ocarina of Time. Mm -hmm. um, but anyways, that's not what we're talking about today. Another day, we'll get to that. For now, we're, gonna, we're talking about Mario 64, which was the, what would that have been? The fifth? Mario well, game? There's, got... uh, there's Super Mario Brothers. Well, there's <laughs> Mario Brothers, which is which yes. we're going to do at one point. That's actually on our list. Yeah. And there's Super Mario. Yeah. Uh, there's technically Super Mario Brothers, The Lost Levels, which is Mario 2 in Japan. There's yeah. Our Mario 2, which is a reskin mm -hmm. of Doki Doki Panic. I love that yeah. game. There's Super Mario 3. Then there's yeah. Super Mario World. Yeah. And then uh, Mario 64. So I guess yeah. technically speaking, it's the fifth or sixth, depending on how you want to look at it. Yeah. I I mean I kind of lump Lost Levels and uh, and Mario Two in together, but yeah, it's it's sort of w whichever you were. I mean, whatever it is, it's, it's about the sixth game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's the sixth. It's the sixth one they they presented. Uh, they sure. Published. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. And this is it was the first real like you can move the camera around, you can run in you know three dimensions. It True was 3D game, yeah. yeah, it was uh, like this this world shaking game it was oh, yeah. like nothing that had ever been seen before yeah. um it didn't it doesn't matter where you went it, like this was the thing you can still occasionally find that gif pop up of the kid opening uh super mario 64 n64 box package on christmas day and just like losing their minds and it's it's always so heartwarming <laughs> <laughs> uh when when did you first play super mario 64 in the for christmas uh, well, Hanukkah, 1998, 
my I mean, I was 24 years old. My parents went and bought an N64 for me. It's funny because I went. They picked me up. I just come back from a. a, a I just come back from an army exercise, so I was still in my uniform, and I went with her to Toys R Us, a 24-year-old with his mom, and she <laughs> bought, well, it's for me and my sister, she bought yeah. uh, the N64, of course it came with Mario, we got a second controller, a cool translucent one, oh, and yeah. we got and we got Ocarina, because that's kind of what sold me on the system, another guy in, the, uh, in my unit said, yeah, get Ocarina, which I wound up bouncing off of, but huh. this game, yeah, I played this in 98, so a couple years after it had been out. Because by that point, I was I'd sort of given up on consoles. So I didn't I didn't move from the NES to the SNES. I never bothered. Okay. I sort of slid into computers, and I got the N sixty four. Frankly, because my par my parents paid for it. Otherwise, I would never have bought it. <laughs> it, it. Just because, let's say you only wanted the N sixty four for Ocarina, then that's mm -hmm. like a five hundred dollar game, yeah. right? But I played this game, and I thought it was damn cool. And I was mm -hmm. playing it this morning, and the one thing gave me flashbacks, good and bad. The bad was that this was the start of the 3D era for video games, that early era where everything had to be 3D because it could be. And so everything was this low polygon count and looked like garbage. Mm -hmm. All of it did, except for this one. And they just said, oh, everyone wants 3D, so who cares how bad it looks? Like if you've ever played, like, you know, Star Wars Pod Racer, which I know we're going to do. Or 100% um, going to do that. <laughs> you know, it's a good game, but... It's a good game because it's fun to play, not because it's pretty, because it really yeah, isn't. This fun. game, you know, when I was playing it this morning, I thought the first thing that I thought when I played it in 1998, in December, which was, man, this has got that Nintendo polish. Mm -hmm. Nintendo, I am convinced, could be handed a roll of duct tape and a pile of garbage and create art. Because 100%. they just have that. Uh, like, I own a Wii U, and... I know that even if it's a game that I wouldn't necessarily buy, if it's a Nintendo branded game, like if they made it, whether or not I like it is besides the point, I can almost guarantee it's going to be a great game. Like when's the last time Nintendo made a game that like Nintendo itself made a game and people said, well, that's garbage. You know? Yeah. You just, you don't get that. Nintendo yeah. has, you know, they, they developed that system for ensuring game quality back in yep. the NES when people yep. were making their third-party games and just slapping them into NES carts. When they, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Then they developed a Nintendo seal of approval, and they mm -hmm. had to verify, like, is this good? Can we give this to our customers? And that's the reason why Nintendo games do not drop in price. You can yep. still buy launch titles for the Switch that are $80. Yeah, which is sometimes a little ridiculous, and sometimes I think they're hurting themselves, but then I'm of the opinion that if they put Breath of the Wild out for PC, Xbox, and PlayStation they would sell 20 million copies. I'm sure um, that they would. You know, that's the problem with the Nintendo is that I'm I'm a Nintendo refugee mm -hmm. because I didn't want to buy a system just for like one or two games. Yeah. A Wii was easy because I got it used. Uh, you know, they're not exactly expensive. They stopped supporting them like four years ago. God damn. Uh, but uh, it's, it's a good system. I'm, I'm just now playing Breath of the Wild, by the way. But, you know, the N60, like, like this game, Mario 64, is such a perfect example of that. It is by any standard crude by any standard, a prototype of this type of game. But damn, it's so well made, and the mm -hmm. camera mostly works. That's my only issue with the game, is the camera ain't great. That's fine. But, but it it handles beautifully. Mm -hmm. Mario handles well. It takes a while to get used to his jump, but just like in the Super Mario, like Super Mario 1, which developed, I still insist, would be the greatest jump in a platformer, is Mario mm -hmm. Super Mario Brothers, the first one. Yeah. They just, they get everything right. That This is the genius of Shigeru Miyamoto. He, 
this guy just doesn't make mistakes. It's almost terrifying. Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure is an over exaggeration. I'm sure he's. I'm sure there are train wrecks in this man's life, but I, I, I am hard pressed to think of. Oh, certainly. I mean, like this. It's, it's just the polish and the time that mm-hmm. they spend refining it. There's, yeah. there's nothing superfluous. There's nothing, that's there that doesn't need to be there. There. Yeah. It's. Is this adding to the game experience, or is this something we cut? That that seems yeah. to be the raison d'etre for Miyamoto when he's making these games. Well, even the mansion that you run around in in Mario 64, you know, because mm-hmm. of course the conceit is you jump into paintings and each painting is a is a level. You can just wander around and check out this uh, uh, this mansion. And a lot of it is just there, but it's. But you'd say, well, that's is that extraneous? It's not because it gives you a chance to screw around and mm-hmm. learn how to handle your character. Yeah. It also and, makes the world convincing. Yeah. There's there's very few places that I can think of in the castle where there's not a reason to go there at some point in time. Like there's yeah. a there's a, a tower up at the very top where you think that oh it's just four paintings or four glass panels of peach and one of them you can actually jump through and it winds oh. up being a slide that you can get a ridiculous m- number of extra lives. Uh, <laughs> There's, there's not a whole lot that's going on outside of the castle until you unlock a cannon that lets you shoot up to the top of the castle at the end of the game and you can find Yoshi and Yoshi gives you 99 lives because why oh, not? Because sakes. you beat the game. Um, you can also drain the moat at one point in time and there's stuff underneath the moat that you can go go down to. Like there's, I was not aware of any of this. <laughs> there's, there's nothing that I can think of in this game that is just there for giggles. That's cool. I didn't realize that, but of course, that's because, and this is my my dark secret. I really suck at platformers. Adam. <laughs> like I really suck. I did not. I mean, I, I managed the first uh, the first level with the bomb, mm-hmm. but it took me a while to remember that no, I don't throw him off mm-hmm. the top. I uh, I just throw him, and yep. you got to land on his butt three times, and then you've beat him. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but of course, they don't. I don't think they tell you that. Uh, maybe they do. I don't remember, but I remember it took me a while, and I got thrown off the tower a couple times. Like, God damn it, I got to go all the way up again. Uh, and then the second one, I just, I just bounced right off it because I just suck at this stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't regret the time. Like, I'm not yeah. going back to this. Uh, but it was hard not to appreciate just the brilliance of the level design and how they only want to teach you one thing in that first, in that first level, and that's how to handle Mario. Yeah, or Mario, whatever. Mario is. You know, he handles a certain way, he jumps in a certain way, he's got this cool dive. And if you can figure those two things out, you're gonna, and, and figure out how to pick the guy up, you've got it, you're good, you're gonna finish the level. And then the next level, they're gonna teach you something new. Yeah, and that, that one's just how to move quickly. Like, yeah. there, there's there's an objective to each of these. There's, there's we, we need to teach the player something. What are we teaching the player? And the very first mission that you do when you fight King Babam on the top of that, uh, that pillar is, just a training mission for fighting Bowser eight stars later or nine stars yep. later, whatever it is that it takes to get to Bowser the first time. Yeah. Um, when you have to run around behind Bowser and grab him by the tail and chuck him into a bomb, and oh. it's <laughs> well, yeah, that that was that was the whole thing was that as you as you progress through the game, you you fight Bowser the same way every single time. You run behind him. He's got he'll he'll jump and he'll do an area stomp or he'll breathe fire at you but your goal is always to get behind him grab him by the tail spin around a bunch of times and whip him into a bomb on the side of the map and if you miss and you just throw him off the map then he comes back and does a big stomp and you lose health oh um, okay okay it's it's have you completed this game oh yeah i i, I completed oh, this yeah, game a yeah. couple of a couple of times back in the day i don't think i've ever done the full 
needs 120 stars, 110 stars in this. Oh my god. Um, I don't think I've done actually every single star in the game. That's but... cool. I have one star. <laughs> you know. um, yeah. <laughs> but it's like I said, it's just they're so well crafted. There's nothing that I don't appreciate about this game. And every time I've I loaded into a new level, there's not not very many games where I stop and just have to listen to the music and not move but mario 64 i think it's what's it called it's like shipwreck cove or something like that it's i think it's the third painting you can get into third or fourth and it is just gorgeous music just absolutely beautiful if you haven't heard it i highly recommend it uh shipwreck bay shipwreck cove if you i'll look it up yeah, if you search underwater Mario 64 music, you're going to find it. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's one thing I noticed. Like, wow, this this music is so Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just a certain sound to Nintendo's music. It's very upbeat. They don't go dark and gritty, you know, your yeah. jokes at the beginning aside. They, they're they very, like, the only way to describe it is it's Nintendo. Yeah. And you either like that or you don't. But I, I know very few gamers who didn't grow up at some point or another on something Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And so that music is very evocative. And I just... I, you know, even when I'm getting my butt kicked by this game, and I'm like, "Wow, I really still suck at this." Thirty years later, uh, <laughs> I at least enjoyed the, my time with it because it was fun to look at and it was great to listen to. Mm-hmm. And playing, you know, like Super Mario Land 3D, whatever the, the that weird Mario platformer that came with the Wii U was, mm-hmm. which I really, really like. It's got that same happiness, like happy feeling to it, and same with Mario Kart 8, which I adore. And oh like, yeah, there's just there's a feeling to a Mario game, even when they they go a little bit to the left or a little bit to the right, like Super Mario Brothers 2, which again was another game, Doki mm-hmm. Doki Panic, reskinned. I still adore that game because even though it's sort of the redheaded stepchild of the series, it's still got it's still got that happy feel to it. Like you never feel bad playing these games, even when it's kicking your butt. Yeah, exactly. It's hard not to respect that. But that's the standard of Nintendo. Again, mm-hmm. you may not like a particular game. Maybe you don't like Melee, or maybe you don't like Mario Kart. But it's hard to argue that they're bad games. Yeah. Like, quality I, is quality. Yeah, you, you can't argue that they're bad. You might argue that you don't think that Smash Brothers is a fighting game in the same way that Street Fighter is a fighting game. And I think yeah. there's a perfectly valid argument to be made there. But you cannot say that it is a bad game. Because it's just evidently not it's no it's, it's yeah, an absolutely. observable fact that it is a good game yeah well no it, it, melee is sort of a it, it's sort of its own manic craziness uh, yeah. disney infinity had actually had one like that too with the marvel characters as a fighting game oh, really? nice. and it's hilarious it's again it's it's essentially melee but with like marvel and disney infinity characters it's very cool mm-hmm. what was it called infinity battlegrounds or something like that whatever i haven't played it in a long time but yeah, all Nintendo games are, it's well, it's a Nintendo game. It's great yeah. by definition. And yeah. this is absolutely, like, yes, it is an early example of the 3D platformer. But my God, these guys knocked it out of the park with nothing to base it off of. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, this, uh, this was, it was the light launch title for the N64. The N64 mm-hmm. was built up for so long for being able to display, I think it was like hundreds of thousands of polygons at yeah. once. And we came from the Super Nintendo to mm-hmm. this. We're like, what was what was the pinnacle of the Super Nintendo? Probably like Link to the Past. Link to the Past, Super Mario World, Donkey Kong Country, which was the first mm, Donkey point- Kong Country. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes referred to that as a 2.5D game. Yeah. Because it's 3D, but it's on a 2D plane. Yeah, like that game. You know, it's like all the Nintendo uh, consoles 
they take the hardware and say, okay, how how far can we push it? Mm -hmm. And they do such an amazing job with it. But part of that comes with they made the, the hardware themselves. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing is they were able to be proprietary and say, we're making this hardware, we're designing our games for our hardware. And I think that that speaks a lot to game devs who, or sorry, uh, console devs who create their games and have first party titles. And you see it in first party titles. Yes. When, yes. when Nintendo make their own games, it's a solid game. It is a banger of a game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and this, this is that. Yeah. Although, side note, uh, we've, we've mentioned Ducky Ducky Panic a couple of times now. Do you know what Ducky Ducky is in Japanese? It's an automatopoeia for the sound of a beating heart. Really? Yes. So the, so, so the, the literal translation is heart attack, is what you're telling yeah, me. Yeah, basically, heartbeat panic, <laughs> Excellent. yeah. Excellent. Because yeah. it's funny, because the game is about a dream, but yeah. uh, I still love that game. I played, it, I played it again recently. I had a lot of fun with it. Excellent game. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so yeah, this is a good one. So. I, I, do you think you're going to go back and, and play any more of this? You get to go get your butt kicked by Bowser and Koopa? No, I, I'm just as much as I like how platform, I love the look of platformers, mm -hmm. but I just suck at them. And I, there's just no way around that. Like at some point we're going to do trying to, which is a very different sort of platformer, oh, yeah. but that's fun because it looks like a storybook and all that sort of stuff. But I recognize that playing this game is like, for me, trying to force myself to play a call of duty. Mm -hmm. I'm just never going to be good at it, and also I'll barf. But uh, in this case, it's just like it's an act of frustration because I'm never going to be good enough at it. So probably I won't go back. That's fair. I, I think that that's a, a perfectly valid reason. You you can't expect to to enjoy every single game. You recognize mm -hmm. that it's a good game, and and you move on from there. Yeah, but you'll go and complete this again just to make me look like an idiot. I'm sure. Oh, I I don't know if I'm going to do it to make you look like an idiot. <laughs> I'll, I'll go back and I'll complete it because I think it's fun and. Uh, um, well, I've, got my, I've got my N64 downstairs. Uh, there's not a lot of ways that you can still play this game. I think you, there's a couple of... Uh, there's a DS version of it, I think. Yeah, there's a DS remake. They just re-released it with, in a three-pack with uh, Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and then Galaxy uh, for the Switch, which yeah. I, I can't recommend enough because all three of those are amazing games. Yeah, I played, uh, I played Galaxy when I had a Wii back at the time, but it was the same thing. It was fun until I realized it was a platformer. I went, oh man, I still suck at this. But uh, yeah, so yeah. there we go. There we go. Thank you so much. All right, Adam, I got one for you. Have you ever played Defense of the Ancients, that uh, Warcraft 3 mod? Yes. It's funny because I never have. Uh, <laughs> but I know, I know all about it. And of course now, you know, that has morphed into League of Legends and Dota 2, which is, you know, Defense of the Ancients. But before there was League of Legends, the first attempt to create a commercial product using the, uh, the MOBA concept mm -hmm. was this, Demigod for the PC. And it was created by Gas Powered Games, which you may never have heard of, but Gas Powered Games was run by Chris Taylor. He's the guy who created, back in the day, Total Annihilation, which I'd still say is the greatest real-time strategy game ever made. And then he made like a spiritual successor, Supreme Commander, and there was a bunch of those. And then he just sort of went away. But Demigod is from him. And it, okay. was, the it was the first commercial attempt at a MOBA, at least that I know of. 
It was a PC game. Again, it was made by Gas Power Games. It was produced uh, or published by Stardock, which is still out there. As you discovered, you had to <laughs> register yeah, you had for to a sign up for, yeah. for their stuff, their yeah, emails. I unsubscribed from the emails. Like they make Stardock makes some good stuff. They made this really great game called uh, uh, Sins of a Solar Empire or Sins of the Solar oh, Empire. I, I know Sins of the Solar Empire. Yeah, yeah, it's a really really good game. Uh, and this is one of those games like they just sort of they keep the server up and running because why not? It costs them nothing. It costs them nothing. There's probably six people playing this game. Yeah. But I love Demigod. Like the hour I was supposed to play this for this, I, I played like through two or three tournaments of eight rounds each. Mm -hmm. uh, I love this game. It came out in 2011. You can buy it on Steam. I don't think you can buy it anywhere else. And this is a MOBA. So you choose a character. In this case, I think there's eight or 10. And half of them are sort of standalone gods. And then half of them are generals, which means they attract minions who follow them around mm -hmm. and unlike in League of Legends where there's essentially one mode which is get there and destroy the enemy's base here there's all different all sorts of different ways to win some of them are like points driven and you get points for killing other you know killing other characters you get you know minuscule minuscule amounts of points for killing minions you knock down towers fortresses whatever there's other ones where you have to kill X amount of enemy characters. I think it's usually 10. And there's the standard one where you have to defeat their main fortress. Mm -hmm. The difference being is that it's a little more free form than League of Legends. Like you don't have to destroy this tower, then this tower, then this tower. You could theoretically just march right in there, but good luck to you. Yeah. Um, I picked up this game, I think when it came out, I, I believe I have the CD of this, but I love this. I've only ever played one character though in nine years, hmm. Rook. Is that the archer? No, uh, no, it's the big, no. big dude. The big stone guy who's like yeah, a okay. chess rook. I've only ever played him because he's so badass and cool. He, uh, yeah, he is very intimidating when he walks out onto the onto the field. Yeah, and he's slow, but like he's just he's big. He's really mm -hmm. he's bigger than anything else. And you know, like these other games, you can buy items that they improve your speed and and your regeneration and all that stuff. But there's other things you can do as well with the money you're earning. You can buy things that affect your entire team. So you can increase XP for everyone. You can lower the uh, the death penalty timer. Mm -hmm. Things like, you know, you can add things like, you know, it adds priests to the minion swarms. All these different things you can do. But you also every time you win a round, your account gets points that in the next game you can buy a, an item and once you've bought an item you're stuck with it for the game but the next game that runs the next round even if it's not in the same tournament you have access to that item for free and it's things like you know it'll speed you up or you get better life or there's one that i eventually work toward that'll teleport you from anywhere to home which is really handy when you're super slow like the rock oh okay i see i see yeah, so there's all these different levels. In many ways, it's actually more complex than League of Legends. Though, of course, League of Legends, what do they have to, like 120 characters or something crazy uh, like that? Something to that effect. I, I don't actually know off the top of my head. Yeah, I haven't played in a long time. I mean, you're the one who taught me how to play League of Legends, if you recall. Yes, yes, I did. I taught you, you taught how, to, how to last hit and how to play bot lane, and I think I started you off as Ash. Uh, probably, and that's pr it's only one of two characters I play that in Thresh, and I frankly choose them because they're cool. Uh, yeah, Thresh is I <laughs> Yeah, I don't care what they actually are meant to do. I play them the way I want because yeah. I play like this game. I only play bots. I've never played demigod with mm -hmm. another another person. We should actually try it. But uh, so, what did you think of this when you tried it? Um, so first, I, I booted it up. I had gotten the the mod pack installed uh, that mm -hmm. you'd sent me to sort of fix little little bugs and things, and I. 
I played it for a couple of minutes and then I remembered, oh yeah, I need to set this to 1080p so it doesn't look like a, a hot bucket of garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and once I'd kind of got that rolling, like it was a lot more a lot more pleasant to look at, but I still found it to be very very stuttery. Um, anytime really? I moved the yeah, every time I moved the camera, it, frames would just drop down to like two for a second. Really? That's weird. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe that's just tinkering with the settings. Like it's an older game, right? That's the is. problem with older games. You got to yeah. sort of play with them. Mm -hmm. uh, I think and I don't even remember what hurt what megahertz I wanted that I had the, the oh. thing set at. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter because hertz don't count for a flat screen, but whatever. No. Um, yeah, that's but, a tinkering. Yeah. Thing, but. That's that I, that's minor. That's that's yeah. technical stuff that comes along with old games. We're yeah. used to that. Um, I really appreciated this game for what it was aiming to do. It was trying to really stay true to the roots of the MOBA genre because they came out of Warcraft 3 where it was this uh, real-time strategy game that yeah. happened to have these hero characters and it was mm -hmm. very innovative. Um, and I, I appreciated it, I enjoyed it for what it was, but I did not ultimately really enjoy it. It felt too widely dispersed. I, I know you, you just said that it was um, it, it felt more complex than mm -hmm. League of Legends, but it felt like it tried to be complex in in so many things that there wasn't really wasn't really one drive and maybe that was maybe that was because I played my first game and I, I didn't understand that this was intended to be a MOBA so I just oh, okay yeah yeah, yeah so I, <laughs> I I just well I, I jumped into it and it selected quick game and it just picked a character I'm like oh this must be a, a faction so I was whatever I'll play whatever this faction is it's the recommended yeah. stock standard one mm -hmm. and it turned out it was one of these general characters and I'd only booted uh, in one yeah booted in one other bot and that happened to be the archer character right. so I spent my entire game running around trying to utilize minions to attack certain towers it was it was the um, the woman inside the flower that I, I wound okay. up playing as and I tried using her her root ability to bring down towers and all it would get me was just one shot by this guy's sniper shot from across the map yeah <laughs> yeah no uh, it's it's a it's a weird game um, it is. I, I'm sorry I probably should have mentioned it was a MOBA but it was the first like I said it was the first attempt at one mm -hmm. and I wonder if that's what you're bouncing up against is that I mean again you taught me how to play League of Legends and I wonder if this is just too much of a step back for you I, I think that it is because my my final thought when I was done playing my hour of this game is if I if I want to play a MOBA, damn, I'm just gonna go and play League of Legends or, or Dota 2 if I'm really mm -hmm. feeling that because this just didn't it didn't click for me. Like I like I said, I appreciate what it was trying to do, mm -hmm. but over time the MOBA genre has really evolved. It, it has evolved. It's it's honed itself into this is what a MOBA is. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. League of Legends has tried over the years a couple of different times to do different styles of games. They they had a, a very short-lived version where the map was a wheel and there was dealing with capture that. points. Yeah. <laughs> I and love it, that map. I missed that map. It, it was cool. It was very different, but it didn't stick because they couldn't balance it. They couldn't make it work for the community. Um, yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, I've played a number of MOBAs. I tried Dota 2 just because it looks so cool, mm -hmm. but I found that I kept trying to make it League of Legends, and I kept yeah. trying to find my Ash because I play League of Legends. Again, I play one, you know, a game every five months, right? Uh, and I watch the, the the finals and stuff like that. But I also play Smite, which we're actually going to do. 
at some point. Um, yes. I, early on, I bought like the All Gods patch. I think I spent okay. thirty bucks, so I get everything. Yeah. Um, but I only ever play one character. I play well Medusa. First mm -hmm. off, is she's badass, but also because she's essentially Ash. Yeah. Which is weird because in this game, I play a punchy character. Like in Demigod, I play Rook, this monstrous castle with legs that you know smash. You know. Hulk smash. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and, but it's cool because, you know, when you upgrade them, you get like the, the archer tower and then the laser tower uh, or the beam tower, whatever, because it's fantasy. And then you get the trebuchet that fires over his head. And, okay. Uh, you know, it's very, very cool. Then he has this like this massive smash where he brings down his hammer on the ground and just rocks everything around him. So it's super easy once you've got all those towers going on his shoulders and on the back of his head, it's super easy to shred minions and gain XP because you just have to stand there and let him wail away. And while he's doing that, all his all his turrets on his shoulders and head are doing their own damage. Right, okay. So it's like, yeah, so even though he's not a general, even though he's just a singular character, I think they call them heroes, it's like having an army with you and it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, it is not what League of Legends is. Like, this was the starting point. Yeah. And then League yeah. of Legends came, I think, a couple years later. And it was already many steps ahead of where Demigod was. Right. And Demigod sort of went away. Right. Yeah, I, I can, I can get it. Because, like, my understanding, well, actually, yeah, okay. So, Demigod released just several months before league of legends oh is that is it that early okay I yeah didn't so, think, i thought i thought uh league came li much later no so what i'm seeing here is the the timeline went demigod in april of 2009 league of legends in october of 2009 and then the next one that i know of would have been heroes of new earth which came out in may of 2020 2010 Demi demigod was 29 20 2009 i have 2011 yep. i wonder if that's the steam thing that might be Steam because I'm that, seeing that it shifted to Steam or something. Yeah. Okay. On on the Wikipedia, I'm seeing April fourteenth, oh nine. Okay. You know, when I recommend Demigod, and I still do, um, mm -hmm. is it, I happen to think it's a gorgeous looking game, and the maps are so cool. Oh like, yeah. Like Epic does not begin to describe these games, like the struggling brothers stabbing each other, frozen in ice, and mm -hmm. you play on top of the ice. Mm -hmm. uh, there's this one that looks like this massive Mayan pyramid with uh, waterfalls down the side, and like some of like the maps themselves are so freaking cool. It's it's such a shame there's only like six of them, uh, and some of them are nightmares. Like one of them is like this. It's a lot like the circular map from League of Legends, actually, mm -hmm. uh, except more complex. And you know which route you take to get where changes your strategy, and it's just crazy. I still recommend this first off because you can buy it for like five bucks on Steam uh, yeah. most days, and if you wait for a sale and there'll be one coming up in December, you know you can you can probably get it for a buck. Yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, you're gonna uh, have the stay in winter sale pretty quick here. Yeah, pretty much. And you know, I I I, I just like it because it's maybe it's I've been playing it so long and it's it's a it's a MOBA I'm familiar with, mm -hmm. uh, and it's got the various maps because the one thing about League of Legends is after a while it's the same damn map. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you're playing against AI, you're going to win. Yeah. Like, I, I haven't lost to an AI team since I first learned the game seven yeah. years ago or whatever it was. Whereas with Demigod, it is entirely possible I will lose a tournament if I crank up the difficulty past the mid-range. Mm -hmm. You know, just because there's so much going on, you can't... Like in League of Legends, if you're playing all AI on your team and all AI on the other team, you could intercede anywhere you need to. And, you yeah. could, and you're always going to carry the day. 
here that's not possible you don't move fast enough and these maps are five times well most of them are about five times the size of a, of the league map um what is the league map even called there's a name for it. uh summoner's rift summoner's rift yes yeah, summoner's rift there is a map about that size there's one that's even smaller the one that looks like a star Mm, yeah, uh, it's just a big flat open area with no obstacles, uh, which is a complete massacre once you get into higher levels. Oh god! Uh, but there are ones that are ten times the size of Summoner's Rift, mm -hmm. Summoner's Rift, where it could take you five minutes to walk across the map. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and of course, your item shops are back in your area. Sometimes yeah. it's easier to let them kill you, so you respawn at the start. Uh, yeah, then, I I sorely missed my return or my recall button. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's the neat thing about uh, League of Legends is that it looked at demigod and it looked at defense of the ancients and said, okay, what can we do better? And they continue to to change that. That's why League of Legends, after almost a decade, is or maybe it is a decade now. I guess it's over a decade. Uh, yeah, there's a reason why it's still successful. There's a reason why you know like a hundred million people or something like that plays it. It's not just that it's free. There are plenty of free games out there. It's that it constantly responds to the, uh, the player base, yeah. the people who are giving them money. Whereas Demigod, well, they made it and they moved on. Yeah, I, I think that there's there's a couple of good reasons why you know League of Legends grew and and Demigod didn't. I I think that the ambition that Demigod went for of trying to have this epic giant god level scale didn't lend itself well to uh to to being balanced and being interactable and being able to stay competitive because if it takes me five minutes to get across the map there's so much else that's going on whereas with league of legends they're they're one map that well they've got multiple maps but the one map that is competitive is summoner's rift yeah. you've got three lanes at most it's going to take you about a full minute to get from top lane to bottom lane and yeah, like it from, stays yeah, fast like from top left to bottom right that would yeah be, yeah and it it is intended to be as perfectly balanced as possible that yeah. is the whole point of that match or that map mm -hmm. sorry is yeah. to be absolutely perfectly balanced yeah whereas this one was it one and done mm -hmm. the idea of the online game as a service in a competitive way obviously there was legal uh, world of warcraft and all of those mm -hmm. but the the idea of a game of this sort of the moba being anything more than just a fun thing that you played that wasn't i don't even think in chris taylor's head when he designed this game probably or when not. his people designed it whereas league of legends saw the future and went for it yeah you could say what you want about riot and there's plenty to say good bad and ugly mm -hmm. but they saw the future and they made it they made yep. the future they absolutely Whereas, did this is not what demigod was about no. and so if you buy demigod and absolutely buy it on a steam sale go nuts it's a lot of fun but don't expect a different looking version of leak that's not what this is mm -hmm. i love it for what it is it's sort of like looking at Mario 64, which we're going to talk about later. Yeah. Um, you don't love that because it's got breaking graphics and it's the best at it, what it does. No, 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 no. Mm. It is what it is. It is a snapshot in time and either you like mm. it or you don't. And it's okay not. It's okay to like it and accept that it's not the latest and greatest. Yeah. And it's okay not to like it at all. Absolutely. Um, so Demigod is, you know, for, for me, it's the game that I keep coming back to because I like the way it looks and I like the feel, you know, this clash of gods until one guy reaches the top. Like at the end of a of an eight or I think it's an eight uh, round tournament, mm -hmm. the winner is actually put atop a tower. 
it looks oh. like the top of some like some <laughs> some massive Mayan tower and mm-hmm. the camera just swoops round and round as it shows you your statistics because you have ascended to the heavens like it's right. like it's not subtle no you know? no it's not but it's cool I get a kick out of it so yeah so would you would you play this beyond the hour or are you done I don't I don't think so I'm I feel like I'm fairly done with it I think that it's got its place I just don't think it's a place with me Fair enough. Fair enough. I, me, I'm going to play the heck out of this. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so there it is. There it is.